fun of you on the promos of the XM show. I said, you know, I don't know if he's going to be wanting to talk about the Niners this show. Maybe he's going to want to talk about the Niners. That would be welcome, a welcome change. So uh-huh. we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. I'm not going to gloat too much. It was a sad loss. They easily could have won that game. A couple uh, housekeeping notes just before we start. So Real Men Wood, I've gotten a lot of feedback on the site. Um, I love the site, but it's still a work in progress. The iTunes feed is not hooked up yet. That should be next week, I'm told. Some people had trouble fast forwarding. It would go to the beginning. I think that got fixed. Another guy just, it wasn't loading for him. I'm not really sure why, because it does for me. And the guy said it was an ad blocker issue, but then the guy, and then it was fixed. And then the guy said, no, it was still a problem for him. So try a different browser maybe. So there, this is all going to get better. Don't, don't worry. Like it's just, you know, they're building the site as we're doing it. I basically jumped the gun and put this thing up as is. I think it works better now, but we'll, we'll keep making it better. Yeah. Even like the volume control, somebody said, everything's going to get better in the next week or two. And then the other thing is I put a contribute button on it. We got some contributions. Thank you very much. If you want your name mentioned, I'm happy to read anybody's name, but you got to, I don't know if you can leave me a note when you do the contributions, but if you do just say, yeah, I want my name read. I'm I'm happy to do that. I I appreciate it. I'm just sort of a guide of, you know, suggested amounts, but really it's, you know, you can listen or whatever, but we really appreciate the money. I know Dalton really needs the money. He's, he's in big trouble after some of the bets he made this year. And we'll get into that. But we appreciate it because it, it really, it's like, okay, this is worthwhile to me. You should keep doing it. It's really, you know, it's talk is cheap. I've been saying this is worthwhile. You should keep doing it. That's what the money says to us. And so right now it's just uh, dollars. It will be sats eventually. Building a site. I'm going to build another one, chrysalis.com, which is also next week. It's more work than I thought. And I even have people doing it for me. So anyway, that's just sort of the background. You can still like it on iTunes. It'll, I think it'll keep all the ratings. So all those things are nice. This is my big project right now, this and then the other site. So yeah, it's important to me. So uh, I appreciate the guys that have already given money. It's really generous. We've had one podcast, no other content. We're going to keep doing this as long as we can. And the more contributions we get, and the more it says to us, yes, this is valued. Yes, please keep doing this. And that's how you vote basically. Okay. What's going on, man? How you doing? How, how you been besides the, uh, the obvious, besides the elephant in the room? Yeah, you joke I needed the money, but um, I'm not just a 49ers fan, but I had a 25K ticket on the NFC Championship game, and it would have won over 100 had they won the Super Bowl. Um, But it's always the one before, so that's why I lost in the championship, not the Super Bowl this time. Um, Yeah, that was a 22-hour trip. I was up at 4 a.m., got back at 2 a.m. The parking at SoFi is comical. I know you don't care about me going to games, but it was cool experience inside uh they must have pumped in sound because there was a lot of red there but it was it was loud i'll give them credit for that but the parking was comical because you couldn't it just hilariously bad and i'm told that the uber situation is even worse because a friend that lives close by and no one could even point us to where to find our seats so definitely just kind of comical as as you would expect to go to a live event with a bunch of idiots but otherwise the wife and i are i'm happy i did it it was an experience and watching Jimmy G's final pass, obviously. That's, that was right in front of me, too. We were in the 20-yard line, right, on that, right. that drive there. Right. But, uh, yeah, what a, what a bad fourth quarter. I, I heard a stat that Shanahan has been outscored 53-0 to zero during his playoff losses in the fourth quarter. That's not ideal uh, way to finish. But I'm um, excited for Trey Lance moving forward, and he got experience this year and whatnot. But, um, yeah, that's it sucks. Extra sucks because watching the Chiefs lose before. You know, I mean, the Niners would have been four-and-a-half-point favorites or whatever, you know, in the Super Bowl. That actually makes it harder. I mean, ugh. But good for Jeff Erickson and the Bengals. 
and whatever. The Matthew Stafford was just too much better uh, than, than, than Garoppolo to overcome, as far as I was concerned. I mean, that dropped interception by Tart had me so frustrated. Oh, but man, it was such an easy one. But ultimately, they were outplayed. I mean, maybe that would have changed everything, and I, but, but whatever. Um, they were dominant up front, and whatever those stunts they were running at the end. And, and Matthew Stafford's making some, some great throws under duress. So uh, they were good games. What, that six straight awesome games in the playoffs, the NFL, what, what being spoiled as fans. Yeah, I wouldn't say those championship games were awesome. They were really close and dramatic, but the, some yeah. of the divisional games were awesome. Two of the, they were more like the Green Bay San Fran game and the Titans Bengals. They were like, you know, tense. But the Chiefs and the and the other one were really good, especially the Chiefs Bills. Yeah, it's cool. I'm actually even happy for Jeff, even though I give him a hard time on the show because, you know, it's like he really has been through it for so long. So we'll see. I'm taking the points, by the way, four and a half. I, I'll take money line. I'll take points. I, Rufus was on the show and he, he thought the Rams were a clear four and a half, five points better. Uh, and I just don't agree. I, I don't care. I, I mean, I, I respect his numbers, but I just don't agree. I, I know the Bengals were fortunate with some of the turnover luck and stuff, but I just look at these two teams and I, I do not see the Rams as I see them as basically equal. Yeah, I haven't looked into the like the zone and in-depth in stuff. But uh, by the way, I boycotted your XM show uh, exactly like after the Survivor. I can't handle all football talk after the Niners lost. So I, I, yeah. I, I turned that off and skipped all the normal pods talking talking football. It's time to move on baseball, man. Uh, draft champions. Uh, but uh, where were we? Yeah, I, I, I locked in immediately four and a half. I was worried the spread was going to go down, not up. So I'm yeah, I locked in my bet of the Bengals plus four and a half. I'm with you. I could wouldn't be surprised if they dominate the line of scrimmage and it's a home game for the Rams. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the points. Is this two? Is this two Super Bowls in a row? Uh, yes, a team it went had from never game? happening. Even though the Niners so kind of played at home in Stanford, it went from never happening to back-to-back years. That's, That's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, crazy. Let's talk a little baseball. Uh, I got a lot of other things. And you know, by the way, you know, since we're just sort of on our own, we don't have to do the sports, you know, for twenty yeah. minutes and then go to. I don't think we whatever. did it all last week, but I got to talk about my we, Niners. We did, we did a little. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, uh, of course, and it's a tradition. I was even. I mean, I I drove ten hours. I mean, I went to L.A. and back. I live in the Central Valley. It's kind of yeah. and not to mention the traffic and whatnot, but. Um, anyway, the Niners made a run. They were three and five and they went all the NFC championship game. I know Ted Bell laughed at me when he was placing bets for me at Vegas, but dude, they were, they were up 10 points in the NFC championship game. Yeah. Ah, frustrating. Just like yeah. the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, up 10. Yeah. How you been? What else you want to go? Yeah. We don't need to talk about sports. Well, I, I will get at the end. We'll do a little draft champions because I'm having fun with that, but who even knows when the season's going to start or like what the hell's going on. I'm good. Like, like my personal life is as good as it's ever been. I feel healthy. I'm handling all these different health things. Went to the dentist, you know, a few months ago, got a root canal pulled out uh, to get rid of that. Got it cleaned out, just had a cleaning set up for like the zirconium implant, which is like much cleaner than like a metal, you know, this is like some deep health stuff that we'll get into later and maybe next week's podcast. But I feel like I'm handling each thing. I've got these like plans for each week. I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. Obviously, you know, we got paid for the uh, sale of the site and I just feel really good. Like I just don't have a boss. You know, I don't have, I never really had a boss. I had partners, but you know, I still had to like work with what they wanted and things. And I feel very free. You know, it's just, I'm a free person. I, I can do what I want. Obviously I still have to walk the dog. I still take care of Sasha. I still got to deal with stuff around the house. But I just feel like it's my time is mine and I'm going to write more. And I, I wrote something last week and we'll talk about that. And I just feel like I can devote myself to these sites and we'll see what happens if it ever is anything, amounts to anything. But I just, it just feels so good to be free. And yet at the same time, I see society becoming more and more unfree. So it's this weird simultaneous thing happening where I'm like truly getting free. And I guess I put in the time 
to set myself up to be able to do this. And yet, like, I feel that like every the ordinary person is actually trying to take it away from me and not just me, but from everybody. So that's kind of where I'm at. Speaking of the Fear Society, I just have to mention uh, Newsom's getting a hard time for being photographed Magic Johnson not wearing a mask. Uh, to be clear, so the rule is you're supposed to wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking. To be clear, maybe one in 20 people were wearing a mask once they sat down. No one was. So people are over it. It feels like society is 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 moving in that that direction for what well some works. people but like there's people in like new york who like you know they double mask their kid outside still who already had covid you know i mean this is still a thing yeah and i i've still saw someone last week driving by themselves in a car no there's there's kids you know double mask walking down the street outside by himself and he already had covid you know i know this kid and so there are people who are still religious fanatics, but I think most people are over it. And I, I think the vast majority, and I don't care whether Gavin Newsom wears a mask, but it's just so hypocritical to be like, you know, having all these rules in place for kids no, or whatever. It. It's just, yeah. it's just like, you're such a fraud, you know, but they don't care. It's just like reason doesn't matter. I'll, I'll tell you that. So here's my new thing. There's, there's a couple of things, but the one thing is this. So I feel like a lot of people that I know are like, yeah. Oh yeah. I just had COVID and uh, oh, now that I've tested, po- I'm going to get the recovery certificate out here. You can get like a recovery certificate. Like you had COVID. It's just as good as a booster, like for your, you know, like pass or whatever to do stuff. And I'm thinking, A, they don't want to get the booster. They rather, they already had the cover certificate or they would, but okay, I may as well use this. And they're so excited. Like, oh, cool. I'll get this and I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm thinking, no, no, it's not just about the vaccine. It's you guys are you guys are saying to them, oh, I'm going to prove my antibody status through prior immunity to get permission to do the things that, of course, we're all, you know, we're allowed to do our whole lives, like go out to restaurants. No one's enforcing restaurants here, but or a few places, hotels, travel, whatever. And it's like, stop, just everybody, please stop. And I wrote a piece on this and I feel like it's a game theory situation. You know, like those prisoners dilemma game theories, you know, you've, you've read about that stuff, right? Game, game theory is Bitcoin right now. Well, that's game theory. That's a, that is game theory, but it's sort of like, you know, what all the people are incentivized to do and, and yes, where the equilibriums yeah. are. So yeah. only reason I've read into it recently is because of Bitcoin. Because yes. Well, there's <laughs> huge game theory from nation states and all that. We can get yep. into that too, but it, it's a very simple thing. It's like, okay, so if most people are over it, right? The vast majority are like, I'm not scared of COVID. I already had COVID or I got vaccinated and I had COVID or whatever it is. I'm not scared of COVID. So there's, there's really three possibilities. One, everybody just says, fuck it. I'm not testing. I'm not registering the system. If I'm really sick, I'll stay home or something, but I'm just, it's over. It's done. Okay. That's optimal. Cause we all get all the travel and everything we did back, but not at the behest or the whims of these corporate controlled bureaucrats and politicians. We just, it's just ours forever. It's not because we have this pass that expires in six months, then you got to get a different shot or a different prove your immunity again or whatever. It's just, it's just back to normal, you know, in terms of like liberties, which is the way it should be. We all could end it tomorrow. We just say, no, I'm just not getting this. I'm not doing this. I'm just not doing it. I'll stop going to a restaurant that doesn't, that shows it. I'll stop getting an airplane that maybe show it. The next day, all those places would just drop all the things and it would be over. It would just be over and the politicians would walk it back and be like, now that we've defeated the virus, you know, blah, blah, after everybody else just stopped complying. Second scenario, you comply to get your recovery certificate or booster or whatever, even though you're not worried about the virus. And you can do these things temporarily with permission if you show your pass. That's second best. Okay, third best is, well, second best narrowly to, to do stuff. Third best is... 
all these rules are in place and yet you don't have the proof. And so you can't do the stuff, right? So there's three scenarios. And what happens is these people that I know, lots of people I hang out with or whatever, don't want to hang out with as much as I used to. They're choosing option two because they don't want to be stuck in option three. They're like, I want to, I'm just going to do this. So I'm not stuck in option three. But the thing is, even if, even if they're kind of against it or whatever, or, or, okay, so, or even just it, indifferent yeah. to it, or like certainly don't yeah. care about COVID. I'll, I'll sure. let the government condition yeah. my ability to do all these normal things that free people do. They're conditioning it on my proof or proving my antibody status. And I'll let them do that because the alternative is they won't let me do any of these things if I don't do that. So they're, they're choosing two to avoid three. When instantly we could all have one, right? If we just all stop. The problem is that if you keep complying with two, what's going to happen is the asks are going to get bigger. You know, three will be worse. They'll punish the threes, the non-compliant worse because enough people comply to, to keep those keep those measures in place. And then two could be more onerous. Not only do you have to take the shot, but you also have to take six other medical shots for other things, hepatitis, flu, to make sure your taxes are paid, all these things to get your pack. You get this Chinese uh, social credit system. So as two gets more onerous and three, they're even harsher, like, you know, Macron and Trudeau say, we're going to make the lives of the unvaccinated miserable. You devolve into like the Orwellian, Orwellian 84, 1984, Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. And you get to option four, which is a dystopian nightmare. Choosing two over three leads to four eventually, because um, the governments, they always just want more power, more control. And if you keep giving to them, they'll keep, they'll keep accepting it. So two is better than three very temporarily but it interferes with one, which is the optimal, and it leads to four. And I feel like we're just stuck because the government knows that like short-sighted first-order thinkers are gonna keep choosing two over three, and that's what they count on, rather than just thinking it through and being like, no, this is a really, really bad idea to give away the inherent freedoms that you had and make them conditioned on if the government says so, if you jump through hoop X, Y, and Z. And yet they're doing it. And I see it all the time. Oh, I just want to travel. Yeah, I got to do this. It's just like, dude, yeah, you think, you think that's an advantage for you, but you're really just not playing it out. You're not gaming it out. And I wrote a piece on, on Substack about that. And, you know, it's sort of like the future of our kids, our futures depends on people choosing one instead of two. And I need to be able to convince people who are just doing that narrow-minded, oh, I want two instead of three to see the bigger picture. And to, you know, do a Conti and act only on that maxim, you would will to be a universal law, not like, oh, I'll do this thing that's unethical because it helps me. But since everyone else is doing it, I'm going to do, you know, it, you've got to have like a, a better moral philosophy where you're like, I'm not going to do this because if everybody does this, we're going to destroy society, you know, so I'm going to not do this. And then, in fact, I'm going to do the opposite, not comply. And then we all not comply and we're at the optimal solution make sense mm -hmm. yeah i just feel it feels to me like that group is narrowing some i mean if you watch bill maher's show i mean it there it's definitely is changing somewhat well, he, you know I mean, it's good slower than you'd want but i mean it's it's it is what about this trucker convoy i mean well i'll well, talk about it here but i mean that's pretty but, remarkable but i'm saying something a little different than bill maher is like questioning it which is great i'm glad he's doing that but 
Is he oh, really he brings willing? on these guests that are aghast at the stuff he says. It's really common. It's one of my favorite hours of watch these days because he's the, very different than all the other the, the the other side. He's very very different, and the people he have on he has on are just they're just devastated by his takes. They can't take are, it. You know, they can, yeah. So yeah. they they really yeah. they want to believe the yeah. narrative badly. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I'm not sure that he's advocating. I mean, he's doing good. He's doing God's work. But but I'm not sure. That would, is he like in the system? You know, is he still showing his past to get to a restaurant and saying, "Why are we doing this?" I mean, it's going to take collective. Like, I, no, I, hear, I, what yeah. I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's not just simply like speaking. Speaking out is great. Don't get me wrong, but I think it also has to be like non-compliance. Like, I'll go to the restaurant, no problem, and and if they don't stop me, they don't stop me. But if they stop me, I'll say, "No, I'm not. I don't eat at places that make me show my papers." And the restaurant says you have to go. Then then you leave, and they lose the business. And we all do that. And then the restaurant say, "Whoa, we can't do this anymore." And as a restaurant owner, be like, I'm not going to check. So come on in. We just break it and destroy it. I mean, to me, that has to be part of it. Otherwise, what kind of scares me is like people are going to realize, okay, the vaccine doesn't really work. It just spreads, still spreading. You know, don't worry about that. Your, your immunity is good. Your natural immunity, which, which is, should have been recognized from the beginning. But then it's like, I don't want it to prove my natural immunity either. You know, even though I have it, I'm not interested in that. Like, I don't want to prove shit to go to a restaurant. Like that, my, my terms are, fuck you. My terms aren't like, oh, I didn't want vaccine right now. I didn't want my booster right now. So, uh, but look, I could prove I have compliance from another means. That's not my terms. My terms are fuck you. You don't get to say whether my rights are exercisable or not. It is not an emergency just because you say so. And even if it were an emergency, you would fuck it up just like you did the first time. And if there were a true emergency like airborne Ebola, we would all be doing 10 times more measures than the government could ever make us do. So it, to me, that, that's that's like the awareness I want is like, is like my terms aren't, yeah, I'll comply with this, but not that. It's kind of like, no, you just don't have the right to tell me that I have to prove my bloodstream is a certain way before I can go get lunch or whatever. Almost all restaurants use seed oils, dude. No, no reason to go anyway. No reason to go. To restaurants <laughs> it does. Anyway. It does help your health. It's true. Seed oil is a whole different, but it's, it's yeah. But at least it's like voluntary. You know, you can go in and get your seed oils. That's a whole other thing. You go to the restaurants that don't use seed oils. All right. So there's actually a new website. There's a new website there that could let you try to find local restaurants that don't use seed oil. It's a growing movement out there of that. We'll get into that next. Okay. So when we build this site out, I want you to text me that. I'll put that in the links. Like that kind of thing. I want to have, I want to be a reference for, you know, we talk about that, but I have a a lot of stuff for that. Okay. So I want to build like some, a, a good curation of the world for people who are like, oh, these guys are talking about health. You know, I know you order good meat, grass-fed and stuff. Let's get those on there. Yeah, and you I know, found better ones than I've let, talked about let, in the past. Yes, trial and error through that. There's yeah, so much sure. bullshit out there and so much like marketing and shit. Let's just be a curator for for what's wholesome in, in, in the world. You know, you, you also have TV shows. You're curating content for people. Curation is super important now. All right, let's talk about these truckers. You want to talk about these truckers? Yeah, go. Yeah, talk. It, it looks. Uh, yeah, explain what's happening and and how in, intense it's gotten. So I don't. I've just you know I just see it on Twitter. I haven't really delved that deep. I just see that you know Justin Trudeau is. I almost used him for the nutless monkey, and I probably should have. I I, I found a tweet of mine uh, from September that said Justin Trudeau should be the new nutless monkey, and I never did it. And I regret that because it would have been you know ahead of its time. So basically, what happened? That the the truckers came to Ottawa, capital city. And they basically just like clogged up everything. And Trudeau went into hiding because he's such a nutless monkey. And they tried to call them like Nazis or transphobic and all this just total bullshit. They're just like, you know, listen, we're done with the mandates. We don't want this. 
there's like so many truckers and it's clogging up everything. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, they're, they're showing a lot of courage and it's like the, you know, I've read a lot how the left is just not backing the working class. Like it used to, it used to be the working class was like, you know, liberals, like they love the working class. They, they're now the laptop class, the fascists. They want to throw these guys under the bus, call them racists, but they're right. just protesting to have rights that, you know, that of course we've all had our whole lives. And, and suddenly at a whim, a total lightweight, like Justin Trudeau is purporting to say all this bullshit, taking them away. You know, it's like, no, the answer is no. And so I think it's a great thing. And, and it's, it's great. It's happening in Canada. I wish it would just happen everywhere. Yeah. And he, his tweet was just inflammatory too. Uh, talking about, yeah, like you said, blamed him on racist and whatever. And just, if you go do the quote tweets of, of people responding to him, it's, it's a decent laugh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not being perceived too well, his tactic of handling this, but yeah, no, that's a, it's legit, a very long, I, I'm trying to find out, I'm trying to figure out, but I can't see exactly, but I know it's, it's a long, long convoy and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild if you can see the footage of it. Yeah, and I don't think it's on the network news exactly. It's, right, so, it's right. such a huge right. story. It's so yeah. like it's so. No one listening to this podcast is is deceived anymore about that kind of shit. But like, imagine being on Twitter and seeing the convoy, and then watching CNN or whatever. But CNN's a whole other uh, yeah, thing, it's a whole other yeah. it's all, like it's all falling apart, right? Like the, they're the worst, the worst. So, um, but imagine now. imagine watching CNN or MSNBC or whatever, and. There's not, you know, this isn't like a, a big story. If it's a story at all, I don't even know. Um, and thinking, oh yeah, this this is not just propaganda. Like this is not just agenda driven news. Like this is a, such a massive story. But again, like they're still going ahead with everything. Like I, I think it has to be even stronger. You know, everybody just has to just stop complying. Like just don't show your past. Don't look again. Like if you want to get vaccinated because you think that it's going to protect you from serious illness. I'm not your doctor. I mean, I'm, that's up to you. You know, I'm not telling you what to do or not to do or who to listen to. But if you don't care about that and that's not, and, you, and you're not scared of COVID, I am telling you to do something. It's like, I'm not in the, we're, you know, we'll do our own medical views for ourselves later uh, in another podcast. But I'm saying, if you don't really give a shit about COVID, but you're just going along, I'm going to tell you that is morally wrong. It is spiritually wrong. Your conscience is not going to let you off the hook five years when the truth eventually comes out and you know you realize you were complicit in this and you try to get little favors from the you know favor you try to curry favor with power to get a couple more privileges that were actually everybody's rights and you sold out people who were saying no i mean it's not going to go well for you i'm not saying like the ordinary person who's who's doing this is like you know i'm going to do it i know I, I do feel like i've been to personally hold accountable these leaders i mean I'm, me and tens of millions of people are going to make sure that we use every ounce of our power, whatever power we have to make sure these people like the Trudeaus of the world are held to serious account. I mean, prosecuted, I mean, serious account, you know, get their due, but the ordinary person, right? Like, I, I think it's your conscience. You got to worry about I think you have to worry about who you look at in the mirror. And, and I know that sounds cliche or who your kids look at as, you know, what you did during this time where you're handing away things that your ancestors died for. I mean, the majority of human history was, was not free. You know, there was oppressors and oppressed and eventually, you know, in different spots, like people fought and died to get out of that where you did have self-determination and, and to just give it away for like, you know, convenience or, or because, you know, you wanted a privilege. I mean, that's pathetic. I mean, it's, you're going to see it like you might not see it now. It might seem like a, a rational choice now, but you're going to look back at yourself and be like, wow, like it, it's not just going to be I and mean, you might be so zombified that you don't even give a fuck and 
you never even wake up or whatever. But I'm saying for people who are thoughtful, it's going to be a hard thing to swallow. It's, it's like something you'll be ashamed of. Like if you got really drunk and you like hit on somebody's wife and then you uh, smashed your car and then you like got in a fist fight with somebody, you, you wake up the next morning with a hangover and you feel ashamed. I mean, it's going to be, I think, like worse. Yeah, never before in my lifetime have I been so interested in how five years from now look, like ages. I mean, things are yeah. going to age so differently from what's happening now in the last two years, you know, five, 10 years from now than at any point in my life by far. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's going to be very interesting. And, and there's Twitter's forever, the internet's forever and screenshots and, you know, and I feel very good. I say a lot of shit and people jump on me or whatever, but I, I don't regret any of it. You know, I feel very good about my conscience is clean about that stuff. You know what I mean? I feel very clean. You know, I may be wrong. I may have made errors and or predictions that were incorrect. Don't I feel like I'm, I don't know. I just feel like pretty clean. Maybe I'll find out that I feel stupid about a couple of things. I didn't go far enough. Shit. You were just like talking a lot, but what did you, how much did you do? You know, I might, maybe that'll be there, but I'm, I'm almost sure it will be in that direction. You know, the extent to which I have regrets. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. So the other thing I was going to say on the same note, like uh, talking to other people and getting this debate, somebody, and he was like, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, I get that this is urgent, da, da, da. But what about other times and, you know, the Iraq war and different, you know, different bad shit happens all the time, right? Like, it's not like this is the only time bad shit's happened. And why is this so serious? And, and I was like, you can't say that. Like, there is a baseline of bad shit. But like, if you were in Germany in 1930s, and I'm not saying that's what this is, but if you were there, someone could make that same argument. Oh, yeah, shit's going down. They're making these rules. They're pretty bad. But you know, I mean, there's been bad stuff in 1920, 1910, also 1990. You know, it's like, no, that would have been a bad argument in that stage. So the fact that things have been bad before is not a good refutation of maybe this is a different level of threat to your to your basic freedom. And then he tried to say something like just this vague defense of like, well, you know, I, I'm worried about the climate and I'm worried about other things too. I was just trying to say like, dude, like climate, to the extent you're worried about that, like the government is like, talking about that that's like you know something that's like in the news in the government they're, they're always talking about the climate uh, we can talk about that take too i have a different take but whatever we have to get into that i'm saying this is like the government is the one mandating injections and even recovery pass you know it, it's mandating blood compliance to do basic it, I, i'm not talking about like what could happen with the environment or mistreatment of workers or mistreatment of you know i'm not saying that there's many things to be concerned about in the world is this I'm talking about like the government is actually like saying you cannot do X, Y, and Z unless you comply. This is like a different order thing. And I feel like the guy I was talking to is a very smart guy and he, he knew he knows. He of course he knows. And I was thinking, why does he not get it? Why is he acting so confused and so like, oh, this is kind of like could be like 10 years ago when they did this, or it's like there's other issues. Why why is he not seeing the magnitude, the gravity of like, dude, the government itself? You know, all over the world, they're saying build back better. They're doing these zombie phrases. They're they're all in on the same lockdowns, the same mandates. I mean, all over the world. It's not like, you know, there's exceptions, but it's a worldwide push. Like this is, why? how can he not see that? And I thought, it's not because he's not smart. And I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, on Twitter, in our industry, whatever. They're very smart people. They're not dumb. They don't see it. And they pretend to be sort of confused and sort of like, ah, this political stuff, I can't deal with it. I'm just going to focus on baseball because they don't want to face the hard decisions they would have if they did see it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes sense. 
right? I, like, I, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. if, if you see it, then you got to start making decisions like, hey, man, let's go to brunch at this place. And we got to show your QR code. It's like, sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, I can't make it. Why not, man? What's up? I want to see you. Hey, you know? Yeah, I'm just not really down with like showing my papers. And that's one of those places they're going to definitely make me. So what? What are you talking about, dude? It's no big deal. You just, right? Like, you see what I mean? Like, it's awkward. They would have to make decisions. They might, uh, anyway, I, I wouldn't even tell a person what they had to do, by the way, once they understand. I just want these people to stop playing dumb and pretending like this isn't some crazy shit going on that you're not being gaslit to fucking hell. Like, oh, we're no deadly. But are they playing deadly. dumb on purpose, though, is I guess the question, right? I mean, stupid or liar. No. Right. I, I, I'm not, I, I think most people, Cool. My guess, I can't get in their minds. You know, they, 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 you know, the human mind is very good at rationalizing, justifying, you know, so they say, oh, it's not, I mean, it's not that bad. It's hard. There's two sides to it. But like, you know, that there's not a deadly pandemic, you know, there's not bodies in the street, you know, like you don't know 25 people who are 40 or 50, 60 who are dead from this. You don't know. There's people you hear about here and there, but this is not like the movies, you know, where like it's a pandemic and people are dropping dead into your cousins and your brother and both your uncles and your mom and your grand, you know, it's not that pandemic. It's like these people are like, yeah, I know of one guy's friend of a brother who died, or I know two guys, two people who, you know, got it and whatever. They know that the uh, measures and also the vaccine doesn't even stop the spread. So this is it's ridiculous at this point. They know the measures and the emergency are not commensurate. Like uh, everybody knows that. I mean, who's not just been completely turned insane. They know it's a, a mismatch. All this stuff is totally unnecessary. And they, and they show it, right? They go to concerts and restaurants and crowded places. They're not acting like it's a pandemic. Uh, I mean, even though they can catch it and spread it with the vax or whatever. So they know this is bullshit, but like, how do they not know what the threat is and think through the implications? They're smart people. They understand logic. They don't want to know. It's that um, Upton Sinclair quote, which is, you know, it's, it's also going against the majority too. And that's always harder. Well, that that's built in, right? So it's the Upton Sinclair quote, which is, it's very hard to convince a man of something that his salary depends on him not understanding. And it's not necessarily just salary. It's like social life, professional life. True their harmonious relations with their spouse or their friends, their social circle depends on not grasping that this is a, you know, basically a war against the individual with the pretense of this virus. And they're using it to just take liberties from people and give them back by, you know, selectively by permission and do something that's just unprecedented in our free Western societies. And they're not understanding it because to understand it would put them to a very difficult situation where they were suddenly like, what are you going to say to your wife? You know, when she wants to go out to the restaurant and you're just like, dude, I don't want to contribute to this. What are you going to say to your friends? Uh, what are you going to say to the job meeting, the work meeting where you're supposed to get on a plane and go somewhere and they want, you know, your info. It's, it puts you in a very awkward position. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just feel like instead of being in that position where you're like, I know this is wrong, but I, I feel like I'm going to do it anyway, which is a tough position to be in, to know something's wrong and do it anyway they're just going to not know that it's wrong. They're just going to not let themselves know. But I think they kind of know that they're doing that. And I, you asked, you said, what, you know, how do you, you know, what, what, how much of it is not understanding and how much, I don't know exactly. It's very subtle in the mind, like how these tricks work. But like, I feel like in their heart of hearts, the smart people, they fucking know. And, and I think they feel, I think they feel bad about it. Like, I, I think they feel like, disappointed with themselves. I, that's my, I, I just, or maybe they, maybe they will, uh, 
further away away from it all, you know, years down the road, maybe. But the time, right. Well, that's, you're going to feel very bad then because you can't do anything about it. But like in the middle of it is where you have to like, you know, what's true, what's really going on and say, okay, even if I don't like the truth, can I acknowledge it? And, and it's funny because like this other friend of ours, uh, we were out to lunch with her and, and I was like talking to her about it. I was like, you're smart. Like, why are you pretending like this is, you know, why are you going along with so much stuff? And she's like, I know, I know. I feel terrible about it. I, it's wrong. You know, da, 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 da. And I, I was like, I felt like, wow, she knows she just admitted it straight up. And I, I, you know, I tell her what to do. Like everyone's got their own pressures to make money or to, you know, whatever it is, the pressure that you have. I'm not, I, I think you should say no. I think your soul is going to be better off if you say no. And in the long run, you'll be a better person. Your life will be better. But regardless of how you handle that, I think the first step is just to admit it. Just to, just don't be, you know, because if you're willing to hide yourself from the truth preemptively, like before, so you don't even go through the thought process, you're fucked as a human being. Like you're not going to make it. The, the people who are going to make it, in my opinion, are the people that are like, okay, this, I just want the truth. And once I process the truth as best I can, now I got to figure out what to do with it and how I'm going to navigate it. But the most important thing is not to hide from the truth in order to make it more convenient for you. That's a fair ask, man. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's for, it's maybe a big ask for people in some situations, <laughs> but again, I'm not saying what to do about it. I'm just saying get to the point where it's true and then you're going to find out what you do about it basically. All right. That was kind of long, but, uh, I, mean, I got more shit, dude. I got lots of shit. But uh, you got something on your mind? You got something to talk about? No, no. Just complain about the Niners over here, basically. Baseball. Um, no, Bitcoins, uh, whatever. No, not not too much. Uh, yeah, I think Bitcoin the- Bitcoin could go down for a bit. I don't know. I'm not really sweating it because I, I my thesis, you know, we've talked about a lot. It's just very much intact. It's just liquidity yeah. and markets and what the it- Fed's doing. The transaction fees on Ethereum, and, and it looks like more and more that that's what the government's goal is to go after stable coins. That whole, I don't know, that whole thing and NFTs are just, uh, I don't know, that whole thing is wilder and wilder. I mean, people selling them for 1.2 million and you see Paris Hilton go on a late night talk show and talk yeah, about her board that. ape. And I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, the NFT situation right now. I think uh, this is just my theory, but I think a lot of people get into NFTs because their status involved. Like I get one of the, I guess, yeah, the yeah, original well, board apes. That's mm-hmm. a that's like a high status. It's like owning a Picasso, or it's mm-hmm. owning, even though like Picasso is like it's truly rare and not copyable or whatever. But but whatever, you know, it's like a status thing. Whereas like Bitcoin's kind of boring. Like they're all fungible. Like they're like you know you own a Bitcoin, someone owns a Bitcoin. There's no status. You're you're rich if you have a lot, but like it's not like. So humans, you know, the shallow sort of money-making want to play off the status and get status and sell status and market status. And it's like a big game, but it doesn't solve the fundamental problem fixing the money and separating money from state. So it just seems like a distraction for people that care about that sort of shallower stuff, in my opinion. uh, Yeah. I went to dinner after golf, golfing last weekend, last weekend, my buddy really is against Bitcoin and it was quite a conversation for about an hour. Um, He's listened to a lot of Peter Schiff and uh, I made a bet uh, 10 years from now, the gold would be better investment gold versus Bitcoin that that day. So I marked it on my calendar. Oh wait. And and, yeah, it was a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, what, what? Dude, there's a police car coming to your house. That's uh, arresting you for theft. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, it was a pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting to hear, uh, to try to explain it to to people. I've mostly kept quiet because uh, that could be wrong and whatever. Uh, No one, uh, I'm not here to give investment advice, but um, 
but uh, I do get excited when, uh, when, when there's pushback, uh, I have to say, I, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I, uh, I remain, remain as excited as ever about it and, uh, and, and keep following, um, following all the stuff in the background. And then you, you said not worry about the, the last thing I did. And it was already resolved by the way, that compete act or whatever, that guy, Jerry Brito has already got him, got him to, to fix that. So, uh, yeah. right. I got the sweat in the small stuff. Well, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of money and power in Bitcoin now too. So it's like, you know, it's the $700 billion market cap, which is like what, like Facebook oh. or something. So it's like, if they can lobby, there's a lot of people uh, who have muscle, you know, who are invested and connected. And the other thing is, you know, Bitcoin is, is basically understood as a security. I mean, as a uh, commodity, I mean, like a property, an asset. And these other ones are like securities. And I was listening to a podcast the other day. It was Preston Pish's podcast. I forget the guy's name. Love him. on it. Yep. Yeah, he's good. And uh, the guy was basically like, you know, these Ethereum and Solana or whatever these coins are, uh, those people can get rug pulls. Like the SEC one day might be like, you have basically unregistered securities. Like these companies need to be, you know, the SEC is, if you, if you start a publicly traded company, you've got to be like in compliance with the SEC. And if they start saying these things are SEC companies, and even some of the exchanges that carry this stuff, you can't just sell stocks that, you know, out of your house, you know, there's, there's licensing requirements and, and you know, Bitcoin is not one of those. And I, I kind of sometimes see those like altcoiners, shitcoiners, whatever. It's kind of like when the gambling people in the fantasy space, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they were like, uh, or the DFS people too, would be like, look, you, you don't want to make fantasy illegal. So we got to make everything legal, you know, which I was fine with, but I feel like they're almost like, yeah, look, you know, this is, this is uh, freedom from the government, you know, whatever. It's like, I agree. I, I would rather it be free, but don't equate this like decentralized, uh, coin with your like personal scheme that's basically an unregistered security i think there's some risk to those other things that's not that actually is far lower with bitcoin well, proof of stake proof of work just the fact that none of those are decentralized um yeah. but yeah fidelity fidelity you heard of them they just yeah. put out uh, a big gigantic report uh calling bitcoin a superior form of money and should be considered separately from other digital assets which is exactly the case um but anyway probably nothing as they say i mean fidelity Probably not. Yeah, no, just small, uh, you know, and then uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, that the president of El Salvador going to Turkey and, ta and talking to Erdogan, whose currency is tanking right now. Putin was saying Russia has some advantages with energy infrastructure for mining. I mean, you know, it's game theory. I mean, this is game once theory, it's on, man. it's on. And, and the U.S. would not be able to afford it. would be very short sighted and foolish if these larger countries got into it, not to get in big and hard and get in early before they lose lose uh, power. Oh, so there's a, you ever listen to Marty Bent's podcast? So, yes, yes. Okay. So you had this guy. Oh, Dave, he had Tucker Max. Actually, I listened. Oh, oh I, I, I didn't did listen to that one. I want to listen to it. Yeah, okay, I listened to some okay. of that. Yeah, go ahead, I like go ahead. that guy though. But he had Dave Collum on. Dave Collum is this Cornell professor. Okay. Um, and, and he's, okay. you know, he, he's just like a curmudgeon. He's, he's a funny guy. But he read our Robert F. Kennedy's book about the real Anthony Fauci. And I just listened to like, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the, the podcast. He said, so you'll be vomiting when you read what was done in that book. And he said, um, there's only two possibilities. He said, one is that RFK is just total pathological liar. Like he's just making this shit up. And in which case he's going to get sued to oblivion because he names names, dates. He's very specific right. with all these things. And he had talked to Robert F. Kennedy. He said that he had like an army of fact checkers to make sure that they didn't screw it up because he was saying some very making some very serious allegations. And he said that um, it's either that or that Fauci is like a Dr. Mengele level villain, you know, that it's, it's that bad. Like, it's like, 
it's unimaginably horrible what he's done. And not just, you know, for COVID, but for the AIDS stuff he did in the eighties uh, to gay people and experiments on kids and things. And, and he's like, and I remember he said he was going on like Fox news or something. He said, well, what are you going to say? What, how can you make the best impact? He's like, just, I'm just going to say, buy that book, the real Anthony Fauci 10 times so that more people buy it because it's, it's just, he said, if you're not vomiting in this, you'd be shocked after two chapters. I mean, it's like, you think, you know, that things are fucked up and you think you can imagine corruption and whatever. But I think sometimes even we, we think we're so out of the, you know, whatever we're, oh, we see it clearly. We're out of the matrix. And like, we're so not, we're so not, we don't even fathom the, the possibility because, because normal non-sociopathic people, you just don't even think that that's an option. Like the way the shit that's done, like you, you wouldn't even, even if you're like, okay, how do I get ahead in a nasty way? You wouldn't even go there. It's so fucked. So anyway, I, I, I'm going to try to order it. I can't get it to Europe. I just can't order it here. I've, I've been checking. But in the US, I, I would definitely, I want to read the book now because he, he made it seem like unbelievably sick, but important to read. Yeah, that guy, uh, RFK is getting, uh, Jr. is getting a lot of uh, backlash, obviously. And he's married to Cheryl Hines, a girl from Curve. Uh, and she's had to like, distance himself from him, too. Like, our political well, views I, aren't... That was pretty weird, mind. though. It's like, it's like yeah. on Twitter, you've got to go now. Yeah, talk yeah to it's so but, weird, the world we live weird. in. But, but yeah, okay, the real... Yeah, you know, that sounds like a, anyway. a yeah, interesting read, for sure. I haven't, I haven't read it. I haven't one. read it, but yeah. I'm just... I'm, yeah, it's probably a horrifying yeah. read. Yeah. But, uh, but now that you know, Dave Collum talked about it like that, I, 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 now I want to read it. One thing I was going to say real quick, one thing I thought about, I heard about, uh, thought about Bitcoin that it's opposite of inflationary, it's deflationary um, because people are like losing their keys every day too. I and mean, we don't even know right. if Satoshi has his 1 million too. We don't even know. So because of that, it's like literally the opposite, not just the fixed supply, but versus, you know, fiat that's constantly printing, but it's deflationary because people are losing them every day. You hear the stories of, uh, you know, the, they're digging them up out of this uh, the, right. the, landfill. You know, landfill and they're not like, recoverable. They're not recoverable. Right. So. Right. So it's deflationary. Um, anyway. All right. Yeah, it's deflationary. I feel like it's just math and physics. It's it's going to be basically infinity worth of dollars. And you can pick like what inflation adjusted, you know, they're going to print them in oblivion. But, you know, there's unknown unknowns. We could be wrong. We could just be completely, oh, wow, we really got scammed or we really, I try, I build up the case over and over. Like I, I try to be open-minded to like, what if I'm totally wrong about this or, you know, whatever. But and it's still, it's always possible, right? Because you can never be of positive. Of course. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll leave on a, a lighter note. We'll talk a little uh, draft champions for a few minutes, but a lighter note. So you, ever, you know what unclaimed property is? You, you ever heard of that? Unclaimed property? I've heard of it, but I, yeah. I don't know what it means. <laughs> so like through the course of your life, you live in different places and you have utility yeah. bills and all the shit and you pay them. But like sometimes like you overpay the last one and then like but you need a refund, but you've moved and like it doesn't get to you. So okay. these like refunds from like AT&T and like 1999 shit, they just sit there. Eventually they're entered into a database in the state. And, you, and my friend was like, dude, I think you got some unclaimed property. You should check it out. So I, I checked out my name and in New York. I, had, I got like 78 bucks from like some shit from like 19, the 1990s. Like, sweet. I got the check. No that almost problem. sounds too good to be true. I feel like they'd all have expiration, you know, whatever, like the, whatever the, the date. It's your money. Right. It's your money. Yeah. So, yeah. and then, okay. But then I had another one was 300 bucks. And I, you, you probably remember this, but like I got paid like, 40 grand uh, to do this commercial. I did this commercial. Like it just, they use footage of me. I probably oh, I, this. I kept yeah. getting these checks. I was like, so dope. It was like, that was the greatest thing in my life. Just to get these checks in the mail. I had no idea how much it was like, wow. Two, first it was like 500. Oh, 400. I was like, nice. And there was like two grand, four grand, three grand. I was like, holy shit. But these commercials were airing 
you know, what like, was it for again? I forgot. It was for uh, Samsung, like a, a phone, oh, right, Galaxy. Right. You know. Anyway, I guess one of the checks, like it got lost somehow. It was 300 bucks, right? And so I was like, oh shit, 300 bucks. So I wrote, you know, filled out the form. But LA, California wants you to like fill out all this shit. So I had to give them all the shit. And I was like, is this a scam like website? I'm giving my social security number, all the shit. I'm like, but it was legit. Okay. Cause the woman kept emailing back and she had the stuff. And she's like, okay, well, the first, like it was like in the, in the company and I called the guy he's like, oh, I'll send it to you. But by the time it got to Portugal, it was so late. Like the note that I had to sign, it was too late. So then it gets remanded to the state and then the state has it. And then the state needs three months to process it. So I was like waiting for that. Then I deal with all these forms and all the shit. Nothing happens. I email again, no response. I email, I call another place, get them to lean on the person. Finally, she emails back and says, okay, the check will be out in two weeks. This is, I started this process in May. So finally, you know, in December, she's like, it'll be out in two weeks. Well, mid-January, uh, I text uh, Heather's mom where we get the mail sent. And I'm like, you get a check? She's like, no. So I text her. She's like, yeah, I sent it. I sent it there. Heather's mom sends like some bills and stuff. Like she sends us stuff every now and then that she gets, arrives, no check. So I just emailed the woman yet again. And she's like, okay, I'm forwarding it to the other department that reissues lost checks. It's like, I just cannot get this 300 bucks. And Heather is so annoyed because I'm like, damn it, it's 300 bucks. I keep like complaining about it. And she's like, just let it go. It's 300 bucks. Like just stop. I'm like, no, I put in so much work. For and it's money that you didn't even know you even existed. So I love yeah, it. It's it's like, it's, way, was way <laughs> not worth $300. Yeah. I should pay 500 bucks to make this yeah. never happen. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's like yeah. so stupid, but now I'm like, I like every day I'm like, damn, I got to email her. I got to yeah. follow up. And now she sent it to some other department and I'm going to have to follow up with that department. It's like so ridiculous. But I just can't let it go. There's no way I'm not getting that money. It probably started with the California red tape, no doubt. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really terrible. All right, you want to talk about these draft champions leagues? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I signed up even to Mike the Mouth, big one. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've done a couple already. Or I'm, I'm trying to finish up a second one. It's uh, yeah, they're super fun. I love, I love the fact that the, you know, we don't have to worry about fab. Uh, dude, I, I think I'm going to steal a bunch of these. I don't even know if I'm going to do some real fab leagues. I mean, because it's just, I, I don't want another job. I just, yeah. I'm done. I'm free. I want to travel, dude. I want to drive across Europe if they ever lift some of this shit. And some of the countries are already lifting it. I want to just live my life, man. Like, I, I'm just mm -hmm. like, you know, I've done this for 20 something years. I have XM show for 12 years. It's like tethered. tethered. And it was like, oh yeah, your life's easy. Yeah, it's great. I have a great life. But the freedom of just driving anywhere with your family and staying in hotels and seeing Europe and just, there's no, you know, I get on my laptop the evening, you know, I'll bring a mic, you know, we'll do the podcast once or twice a week. You know, just, I can just do it for me. It's just the ultimate dream of life, which is like doing what you want, uh, wherever you want, when you want. I don't mean what you want, like just get wasted all the time. You know, I mean, that's what you would do. Uh, no, you're too much of a nutless monkey to do that. But just the idea of like doing your job or your work, but like also like not being tethered to stuff, you know, it's just, yeah, anyway. I'm going to enjoy some freer time myself now that football season's over. Uh, yeah, my, my job gets a little bit less intensive when football And baseball over. may be delayed, so, you know, it may be... Um... Oh, I hope not that, though, man. I'm, 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 yeah, spring training is going to be delayed, but I hope this season doesn't. What morons, if so? I mean, they're already on the brink. Give me a break. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, what about the NFL? We may lose MLB and the NFL may all go to completely blown up with this lawsuit. If a, a lot of other people are going to join that, that that's quite a... Uh, crazy, crazy one. That oh, one you mean too. the Flores thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel bad for the guy because he's probably going to get Kaepernicked. I mean, I think like they're not, you know, because everyone's going to say, oh, you know, he's. Yeah. And I think I, I did think he was the best coach. I was hoping the Giants got him because because yeah. um, he did well in a shitty team. 
a wild table. story, though. Bill Belichick accidentally t- uh, texting him, congratulations, but the wrong Brian. I mean, you couldn't make I love, I love and, that. And it just I happens. So, so Belichick just happens to screw a franchise that beat him twice in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm no, sure no, no. I don't. No, it's an I'm accident. Sure, that was. Oh, sure, sure. It was. No, 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 I no, no, no. I met because basically uh, Belichick is like, oh shit, I fucked up. Like it's so funny, and I mean, it's such a. I always think like with text, like I have a window open, and I'll be like. Oh, yeah, yeah, bring it tomorrow. And then I'll look and it's my friend who I was texting with. I it's not Heather. I'm like, oh sorry, dude, wrong window. Yeah. And oh, I've never really had a ball. Yeah. I've never had a bad one, like, you know, like cursing out somebody or whatever, saying yeah. something that I've yeah. never had a bad one. But I mean, it's so easy to see how it could happen. And I'm sure it has happened many times. And this was a bad one, right? I, I think the Rooney rule is just a piece of shit. It's a really just dumb thing because it was, you know, maybe well intentioned. Okay, we, we don't have as much enough black coaches. And part of the reason for that legitimately is that is that there's all these networks of people who know each other and, you know, white people know white people and they don't know a lot of the black guys. And they're like, OK, well, because you're, you're not like buddies with these guys. Although, I mean, the NFL, I, I think they are, but, you know, maybe to some extent they're not. And and they're like, OK, but so just, you know, forcing the interview will just get people's foot in the door and get you sort of in the circles a little more, you know. OK, it's not like a bad intention. Hopefully, I mean, it's PR shit always with the NFL, but. Now, maybe they really thought, okay, that'll help. But you see what happened, if what Flores says is true, is that like they choose the guy they want, which I think is fine. I I prefer Flores, but whatever. And then they bring this guy in, which is humiliating and demeaning for like to check the box of the Rooney rule. Oh yeah, we'll just interview you so that like, you know, we don't, we don't run afoul of this rule, which is like so disrespectful. No, it's Fuck embarrassing you. and horrible. Yeah, no, the rule shouldn't exist if that. Right. If, if it's, that it's, exists and, and, and so if I'm a black coach and they're like, and, and a team's like, oh, hey, we're interested in you. I'm going to be like, dude, I'm not helping you do this fucking quota, you know? So like, are you interested in me or is this just some shit you're doing to satisfy the Rooney rule, right? It's just a horrible position that puts both the team and the, and the coach in, the prospective coach in. It's like no coach wants to be chosen for that reason. No coach wants to waste his time interviewing to just, you know, be somebody's like, you know, rule following. Oh yeah, we did a good thing. Look, we interviewed this guy out of, you know, uh, out of uh, duty, you know, to do this. It's a horrible rule. The problem is these teams can obviously hire whoever they want and they should be able to hire whoever they want. It's unfortunate that it may skew in a way where there's good uh, candidates uh, neglected, but the solution is not, is, is okay. That is unfair. Let's just acknowledge the truth. It's unfair. Um, there are some network things that are out of balance. But just be very careful that the solution you propose just doesn't make it worse. And I think this is exactly a situation where it made it worse and uh, was embarrassing. And he also got screwed by the Dolphins, it sounds like. And again, like, I think the guy very likely a good coach. He did a good job. He wanted shoot. Herbert too. He wanted her. He fought for Herbert. No, oh, really? I, I, oh, really? Yes. oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and he took a roster with Tua and Brissett. And, you know, this they won seven in a row with that team. I mean, it was yeah. a tough team. No, so, I 100% believe him. And why would you believe the NFL anyway? They immediately well, came out and said it's without merit. How do you know it's without merit? How about you look into it before if see then decide if it has any merit? I mean, well, what? Here's, here's the thing, though. And this is, this is the problem. This is why I think he's going to get thrown under the bus and he's not going to get much for it. Is that the Giants can say, oh, we, we were really impressed by Dable. And we, you know, I must have leaked out to Belichick, who's in our circles that, you know, we like Dable, but it wasn't a done deal. No way. We were bringing him in seriously. We we're just 90% sold, but we weren't going to cancel an interview with a, a great candidate that might blow us away. And then he didn't even go because, you know, he got, you know, he got the text. So, and there's no way he can disprove that. He can only disprove that if discovery shows like a text, like, yeah, we just got to bring him in for the Rooney. You know, there'd have to be something like really smoking gun for him to overcome just them just denying it 
whether they're lying or not. And so I, maybe you're I, right. They're obviously powerful and they defeated the Kaepernick thing. And they're, you know, I mean, maybe the, the, the bad guys win again, but I disagree with you. And I think this is a big issue. Hugh Jackson's come out and said the Browns paid him to lose. Um, my guy, Garagos. He well, has so two separate things, things. The pay to, pay, to, pay to lose, pay to lose. Uh, that's a separate issue, right? I mean, one is, okay. I mean, I, I assume they're paying white coaches to lose too, right? I don't, I don't think that's the race okay. thing. I think the two separate okay. things, right? Like, okay. I'm not saying the whole floor, the, the suit against the dolphins are being paid to lose. Okay. I, I think that's like, and then he got dismissed. He may get a wrongful termination. That's a whole separate right. thing. Right. But that's not a racial thing. I'm talking sure. about the Rooney rule and the fact that, you know, okay, I got you. Belichick, yeah. Belichick text. It may, it may be exactly, you know, what he says. And that like, basically they just like completely didn't consider him and they're just, they, they like wasted his time and it's extremely yeah. insulting. And, you know, and obviously we know Mike Tom was the only black coach that it, it is unbalanced, but each individual team is going to hire who they want. If you think it through second, third order effects, you want the teams to hire you who you want. Honestly, if I were an NFL executive, I'd be like, it's going to sound harsh, but like, wow, all these like dumb teams that aren't looking for the smartest black candidates, I'll swoop some of them up because, you know, those guys should be unavailable because other teams should want them. And if they're not looking there, then I will. And, you know, teams that are competent are going to do it. And then you're going to have a shitty franchise. But props to Flores for, for doing this because calling out a wrong and he's getting, making a real sacrifice. He knows he, he knows he's, he's like legit and he deserves to be the head coach. He's really, you know what I mean? I mean, he's really good. He doesn't, I mean, yeah, man, just call out it's the his, wrongs, man. His I mean, track yeah. record should make him, should have made him the most in-demand coach. Yeah. And, and as a yeah. Giants fan, that was who I was hoping they brought in. Who knows if Dable's good. And, and yeah, gonna, so you knew all that other stuff that happened, but reportedly the owner was all Tua and he's like, was all Herbert. And he's still, that's where the, the budding heads was too. Right. So not and only was he winning all those games, good but talent. he was, he was good right talent about, about Exactly. Yeah, he's great. Right. And that would, that sets you up for decade, a decade, you know, to get Herbert. I mean, that's also the case. And, and imagine then, if the owner really did offer him money for a loss. I mean, that is a little bit weird. I mean, that would be tough. Well, that that's yeah. like a different kind of scandal. That's yeah. like, you know, Another, that's, yeah. that's actually got like, um, like, you know, criminal implications like bribing, right. you know, <laughs> right. I mean, that, that's like, you know, book, I mean, some kind of racketeering or something there's right. like criminal things, but you know, he's a billionaire. He's not going to get, they'll he deny may lose a team whatever. though. Maybe these owners, they, they're pretty wily it's a um, club. I know. It's a anyway. Club. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. And I hope that like, you know, some teams just like, I hope this with Kaepernick too, that like some team was like, yeah, so he was kneeling, whatever this got to a political thing. Like he's, he's still pretty good. Give him a shot, but nobody did. And I think with Flores, it's like, he's kind of exposed Julian. I mean, it's not Julian Assange level shit, but like Julian Assange exposed the dirty deeds of powerful factions of the government. And He's in a cell, like half dead. I mean, they don't, <laughs> when you expose powerful people doing something wrong, you usually pay a serious price. All those fake whistleblowers. Oh, I'm the Facebook whistleblower. Oh, I'm the whistleblower heard Trump. And you know, this and that. When you expose powerful people with serious wrongdoing, you're not celebrated. You get, you know, the shit end of it. And uh, I hope, I hope this is an exception, but. You see the Trump whistleblowers suing like Donald Trump for mean tweets. Oh, really? That Vinman, uh, you know, Vinman. Yeah, he just did a- That guy was on Curb. That guy was so Yeah, the guy was on Curb. That made me like Larry David even less because that guy was like pro- Well, that guy's like, that Vinman guy's like pro-war in Ukraine. All this shit's so wild. Oh, really? He's like, you know, these guys are all like, I don't think like those CIA people who were like planted to do this whistleblowing bullshit, all that, like the deep state, like that's not, I get Curb is funny and that's funny to bring in the real guy. But like- the deep state is not your palling around. They're not the guys you pal around with. There was that zero dark 30 movie where the CIA basically 
gave them, you know, advised them of how to do all the shit. And it's all this like fake war on terror, CIA shit, propaganda. And you make a movie that's basically putting CIA propaganda out. And I know it's a comedy. It's not the same thing, but, and it, and it was kind of funny, but I just feel like, dude, like. It was funny. It was a funny yeah, payoff, but he, funny, I hear but, you, whatever. That's fair. Especially if you're saying that he's, yeah, like, like, like against. Uh, I mean, I saw some like tweets movies. where he's just yeah. like. But anyway, he filed a lawsuit today that people are laughing, saying that's literally uh, basically just saying because like uh, people were mean to him on Twitter is what the lawsuit was about. But uh, that's not a serious thing. He doesn't think he's going to win that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Civil. Who knows? But yeah. Anyway. All right, man. Real yeah, we've done enough. We don't need to do baseball. We, we've okay, done an okay. hour with baseball. We have two more months. So we talk XM tomorrow, too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm My enjoying it, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's still fun, right? Yeah, you're doing the four hours. So how far are you that we started the same day? I'm, uh, let me take a look. I'm in round 27 right now. Uh, that's, that's not horrible. I'm in round 40. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is where it gets but, like really but funny. Mike, the mouth is so intense. He's already like asked for my phone number because of that one is supposedly one hour and he wants it done in two days or two, two or three days, that one. But he wants to like bother you? Fun. Like if you're, if you're slow yeah. to, to drop? You're up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're up. Yeah. No, he wants the whole four, 50 rounds done in two and a half days or whatever. But um, that, that'll be yeah. intense. With like Phil DeSoe's in that. Um, oh, good. How much was be, it? A uh, thousand? And Casey, Casey Chaw. Oh, you know, yeah, five, yeah. It was five. Five grand. Yeah. <laughs> I, some, I, I had a good baseball league. Yeah, he claims that it was the Rotowire money that you got from you. But no, uh, I, um, I, I, have, I have money in there. From I had a good baseball year last year. I told him he's talking trash to me on Twitter. I said, hey, you're partially funding it, buddy. You, you, I've won yeah, leagues with right. you in it. So you're yeah. partially you're funding this. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's like a 40 grand first place. Yeah, that's uh, fun. So that'll, that's fun. That'll be so fun. That, yeah, that's cause I, like that's actually ideal. Yeah, because you'll be able to, I won't have to worry about fab. And I'm going to be worried about, and I even get, I know he'll get, want me to do pick quick, but it's fun to not have 90 seconds, you know? So you like really be invested to, to your pick too. And so, yeah, and so much, uh, you know, involved. So I, well, like, I like that. What's Casey so good Shaw, about it? So it, it should be good. That's so great because you get to play against the best players in the world, but you don't have to have their work ethic during the year. Like, like and I have horrible work ethic and people. And you have good of work ethic staff. of prep. Like you like to prep and I like oh, to yeah. prep too. And I like to I'll research the guys. Yes. That's the fun yes. part. Yes. And I don't want to like Sunday, oh, I got to do this. And if you're like that, you're going to lose to those guys because those guys are serious and they've got, you know, they're very disciplined. So I think this is the perfect thing. You get to go up against like, you know, take down the big game hunting and yet at the same time, not just be out of your league because you, because you're not going to, you're going to get outworked. So that's uh, the idea. That's, that was my thought too. Cause I hate, I'm fab. I, yeah, it's, it's yeah, totally. I, I'm, I get just, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything okay. you said I, is exactly right. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Fun. But I Good mean, shit. yeah, it should be. I cost mean, you five grand to do it, but no, you know, no, that's worth yeah, it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It should be. All right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, right, oh, man, the Niners shit. just won me some money. Oh, wait, no, no, you didn't. But no, don't I forget, I had a really good baseball season. Not just those leagues, but Burns yeah, the, the and Otani. Yes, I yeah. mean, I, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, You'd already, in your mind, set aside some higher stakes uh, yeah, leagues. Yeah, totally. Too bad we didn't win the super con the uh, the circa. That, then you'd have some real money to play with. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I gotta, uh, I'm gonna meet a. Uh, assuming you won't be be around, but uh, gonna meet Ted Bell hopefully at one point in summer because he has a place there and uh, gonna sign up and do all that stuff. I'm looking forward. Well, to I might be in the Vegas trip. I don't know. You know, if I'm in LA, I'll go. Right. Um, yeah, let so. me know. Oh, and also people at the mouth is trying to talk me into going. It probably would be fun, um, super spreader event, but like doing the uh, live event there. Have you done? You've done that, right? You've gone to NFBC and do, and gone Many to Vegas times. and. Many yeah, times. That, and there's like a, even like a midnight draft that'd be fun. People show up wasted, I guess. And, I mean, it's and, fun. Yeah. The, the the live events are fun. There's a lot yeah. of shit talk. It's good. Yeah. Actually there's good. a draft champion podcast that they, uh, I guess, people have requested me to be on. It's so funny. Even every draft I'm still in, everyone just goes crazy. Like, oh my god, like this. They're they're so uh, just offended by my draft style. So I'm gonna appear on some podcasts next week uh, talking. How, about how many pitchers you take? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I avoid it. It just continues. I'd rather people make fun of me than copy me. I'll tell you that much. But uh, we'll see if it works. I, I've, I've said it repeatedly, though. I like this strategy better in twelve teamers than fifteen. It is. It is it's hard. It's hard to. But get, it's, it's fun drafting, though, right? Isn't it fun? I love drafting. It's yeah, just it's that's the thing. You know, that's why like I'll just never sit it out completely. I mean, the dra the draft champ is a great invention. I mean, because and it, baseball's so the best. I'm sorry, I love football. Don't mean if Sundays is the best thing for sure. Watching on Sunday, but <laughs> baseball drafting is way more strategy, and there's so many more positions and players and. and stats and it's far more and far far more it's much more about the players too and analyzing it's, it's not as much about figuring out what the role is like as long as the guy gets in the lineup at some point like he has a chance to show what he can do or gets in the rotation he has a chance right. um, whereas in football you're like oh i'll take jared patterson like maybe he'll get some run it's like you're just hoping it's like so Dude, much I drafted of, Rashad Penny like eight straight years until this year. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, but you know, but it's, it's so much. Well, he kept getting hurt, but but even without the injuries, it's so much. I like just hoping like the things break his way to get a chance. Uh, whereas baseball is like, yeah, he'll get a chance. Can he do it? And so you're betting on who can do it, not like who's going to get the opportunity. And it's a very different way of thinking. All right, man, we've been going on a while. Let's end it here. One reminder: we're going to have more stuff. I know some of you are a little frustrated by the, the lack of iTunes and all that's coming. There is a contribute button. As I mentioned, if you feel like you're getting value and you want to express that you're getting value, a good way is to give a little money. There's suggestions there. And you can also rate and review it. I don't know if that really helps, but, but why not? It's, it's on iTunes and uh, you know, we're, we're going to start growing this thing for real because it's going to be at least my main focus for a bit. So. Cool, man. Yeah, running long, but go on my Twitter. I did tweet my your, my favorite TV list. So if you care about that sort of thing, uh, go on my Twitter feed and, and talk yeah. in the comments, whatnot. But um, good stuff, list. Good talk, man. And uh, yeah, good times. Later, man. All right, man. Take care.